Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the podcast, Faye Speedy. You are the founder of Beauty Bulb and you are joining me to share your feel-good habits. Yes, thank you. And thanks for having me on the podcast. Really excited to be here. Okay, so where are we beginning? Okay, so I guess a lot of my feel-good habits, I mean, they're really important to me, some of these in terms of bringing like structure and calm to my everyday life. I feel like sometimes my life's a little bit wild and it's definitely something that some of these kind of relate to past habits that I've tried to, things that I've tried to stop doing or things that I know I need to do more to bring balance. And then some of them are like about feeling good and just kind of like their mood elevators, I guess. Okay. So number one um, is probably one of the most important things that I do, which is being around my friends and family. Um, I'm really lucky that I have, and I think I'm, I've got such a special like group of friends and some of them have um, been like been my friends since I was a baby, since school. And then I've picked up some amazing friends um, along the way, places like uni and throughout my career. But I'm a bit of a clinger on her. So if I find somebody that's like my, I, I say to one of my friends, um, they're, they're our blood type. So if I, <laughs> I, if I find my A plus, then I'm like, okay, yes, you're, it's kind of like, I don't want to say like a, you know, if you have a relationship or a job, but you, I think you feel an energy when you meet people. And I certainly have found that with, with all of my friends that I've met throughout the years. So for me, being around those people, the ones that know me best, the ones that are my blood group is what we call them, um, is it, it just gives me like a different energy. So it's, you know, a feel good energy. And I think there's something brilliant about being around people that, you know, know all of your secrets and know all of the good things and the bad things. And you can be completely honest um, and you, you can laugh and you can cry and like, you know, you just got so many shared experiences. So for me, I feel like when, when I'm with them or when I spend time with them, and that could be a walk, it could be a coffee or it could be a Hindu, um, I, I leave those situations just feeling lifted and like I've got a different energy really so I think that's one of my my main ones. So does that mean that conversely if you spend time with someone and you feel drained that's a really good warning sign? Do you know what actually I've not thought of that but yes I, that, that is definitely right and I sometimes for example if I've got into it, it could be any situation um, but you know certainly there's been situations where perhaps in a work sense I've met somebody or you know ne- nearly taken something or nearly moved forward with something but the energy with that person just didn't click with me so yeah that's a really yeah definitely that happens okay that's interesting it's like Jules Von Hepp always says mood hoovers or was it radiators or mood hoovers oh my god mood hoovers I've never heard that one yeah ra- yeah radiators I love but um yeah mood hoovers yeah that's yeah that that's completely true to me and I and I literally live my life by that and 
you know, kind of gravitate towards a certain kind of person, both in my home life, in my friendship circles, in work. Um, it can even be something as simple as a coffee shop. You know, if I've got a regular coffee shop and the person there is a radiator rather than a mood hoover, um, then, yeah, then that will make, you know, I make decisions probably uh, not thought about it like that, but I do make decisions like that all the time. There you go. So that's a great first one. What's number two? So number two is, um, I guess, a worky related one, but it's not, I don't have any emails on my phone. Okay. So this was one I kind of learned the hard way, I guess, with this one. Um, I, I was in a, a role, a very high pressured, stressful job some years back, which I loved, by the way, but it came, came with it lots of pressure came with it and it was busy and it was you know long haul flights and I guess the constant the being constantly on um really impacted my mental well-being um and I learned the hard way that that the not having the emails on my phone was super important and it was a bit of a game changer for me when I actually realized and took that decision and kind of I know it sounds silly but I feel like I feel like there needs to be some sort of campaign to make everybody take their emails off their phone because you're constantly plugged in. And I described it as my umbilical cord to, to that job. Um, and I got to the stage where I was waking up in the morning. The first thing I was doing was checking my emails on my phone. I was going mm-hmm. to bed at night, trying to emails from America before I went to sleep. And then, you know, this is like really embarrassing to admit, but I will admit it. But. I was going out for dinner with people and um, going to the loo and I was replying to emails on the loo. I mean, how stupid is that when you say it out loud? Um, and I'd be sat on the train, sat on the tube, sat on an aeroplane on holiday with my friends or family, quickly replying to the odd email, you know, getting texts of like, oh, have you seen this email? So I'd be like, oh my God, I've got to quit, I've got to reply. So it, it meant literally zero downtime. And I think that just slowly kind of et away at my kind of sense of well-being. Um, and then when, uh, again, yeah, I would also, one thing I wanted to say is like my anxiety levels, like, you know, was like a direct color correlation with like the, the more pressure and the more kind of I was tied to the phone and the emails and constantly on that my anxiety, I mean, it's not a surprise, but my anxiety levels rose to the point where they were impacting my everyday life. And then when I left that job, um, I didn't have, there was a period where I didn't have that, that the phone, I didn't have the work phone, I didn't have, because you know when you can see them coming in and you're like, oh. um, I felt like I had this need, it was a bit of an obsession about replying to them. Um, and then w- when I left that job, I was like, oh gosh, like, I mean, I had so much time to think and just be and be still. And I realised that it was completely not normal in fact it was a bit crazy like to be doing that and um you know I'd love to I wish I knew the amount well probably not I don't probably don't want to know but the amount of time I kind of wasted um just you know not being present um and you know really impacting my mental well-being with that so I now love the fact that I don't have any emails on my phone and everybody that I work for or work with they know that and not one person has, has ever said, um, you know, that's terrible or why have you done that? They're like, oh, actually that's, and it's, and it's brilliant because it means that I'm completely present. So I'm not going, you know, I don't go to bed with my phone. 
if I sit on a train, I can hopefully read a magazine or, you know, if I'm with my family, they've got my undivided attention. And I just think that we spend so much time, work's really important and my career is really important, but I think this way for me, I can be 110% in my family or in my friends or in my social environment when I'm there. And then similarly work, get 110% effort when I'm sat at my laptop and that I think having that clear, that clear division is, it's just been a complete game changer for me. That's such a good one. I, um, I actually almost think there should be a campaign that you just to let people know you don't have to reply immediately. Yes, yes, definitely. Or I just, I just wonder like how, how it would, I've often thought about this is how, if, you know, they should do some tests with some kind of employees where, they don't they tell their employees not to do it like how it would change mental health how it would change productivity how it would change the way they felt about their job um I feel like it's I feel like it's a good move that's that's definitely one of my that's definitely makes me feel good having that having that like you know I guess not having that you know that tie that you know where you're constantly feeling but I think that you know that comes with pressure jobs sometimes not everyone's in a position Mm. where they can but yeah that for me works really well I have a really strict rule is I don't send emails between outside of nine and six so the working day to me is nine to six and if I have anything that I want to say to anybody outside of those hours I will write the emails and I will schedule them to hit their inbox at nine o'clock in the morning and it's that thing of wanting the world to treat you treating the world the way you you want the world to treat you and so even though that's how I am with people I still get emails sometimes and I see them and I especially ones on the weekend they can make me quite angry and I've had to really learn to go okay I'll deal with that on Monday morning yeah no thing that's a really good point actually and I think that's something I can definitely take away because I I sometimes have to like take little pockets of time to work which are in the evenings or at weekends so maybe I, I think I need to kind of do what you do and think well maybe you know what I've got to say isn't that important so just kind of let's schedule them a bit better well it's what someone I heard on a podcast once somebody say that if you're sending emails out of hours you might be trying to signpost to somebody look at how on I am all the time look at how seriously I take my job look at how committed I am but what you might be signaling to them is I have no respect for your time and your weekend and your evening as soon as I heard that that completely changed how I communicated yeah, I, yeah, I really, I really like that statement. And I think it, that's exactly it. And I never, like I say to everyone I work with, do, do, you don't, you don't ever, don't ever on holiday. I like, it makes me so upset when people go on holiday and they're emailing and checking in with work. Like, I think if, if your job or your client or whoever can't, can't survive without you for a week or whatever, this, I think there's something wrong. Mm. Interesting. I mean, I could talk about this one for hours because I really do think that I do think it's so important to have respect for someone else's time. And that means sometimes not messaging them. And I hasten to add, I'm really bad with my American and Australian friends because I can never remember what time it is for them. So I'm always messaging at all hours. And probably they're probably listening to this saying, hang on a minute, you constantly message me at 2am. So apologies (laughs) to those people. (laughs) Oh, yeah, but no, I think that for me, that's been a game changer. And I've had other people who um, I wrote it a couple of t- a couple of times on our Instagram page, um, and people commented and they said, "Oh my God, I've done it! I've done it!" And and I'm like, "Yeah, did you get any 
was really backlash like no everyone said what a great idea it was so yeah that's one I thought I'd share love it Um, okay what's our next one number three I guess it really ties into it but it is I, I see it as separate in that for me I have to try and figure out balance so balance of home life family friends um but then also me and work and it's something that I've probably struggled with a bit um over the last 10 years but it ties into the non- no emails I guess but the ha- like it's, it's an ongoing habit of trying to make sure I give the right things my time and give them my like undevoted attention um because if I don't then I feel like stress levels start to rise and then the mum guilt kicks in um and I think it's it's I've learned to set boundaries and I've learned only recently really to say no to things I'm a real yes person and it drives my partner mad because someone will say oh can you can you make this party or can you make this birthday and I'm like yes 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 when is it and I've said yes before I've even considered like everything else and then I'm like yeah but I really need to be there because of this so I'm trying to like train myself to think okay what does my week look like and how does that impact everything and am I going to get a night on the sofa with Ben this week if if we do that or you know am I going to get to take the kids to the farm or whatever if we're out all day on so it's like trying I think balance and and learning to say no um is a feel good habit because I'm actually happiest at home. And like I said, with my friends and family, um, and work and work and and my business is is really important, but I actually have my best ideas when I'm by myself. So when you have time, I mean, this isn't new news, is it? That if you're alone and you've got like (laughs) some time to think that you start to be more creative, but that's where I think it all ties in for me, like all of the different elements the home, the family, the um, work, and then being on my own, I think it's it's a hard one, but that definitely for me makes me feel good if I feel like my week's got some structure and doing thing, I'm doing what I feel I should be doing rather than thinking, oh, but they, they won't be there or I should be there. And often, I don't know if I should admit this really, but I will, like sometimes I'll look at my, my work diary and I'll be thinking, that, that call, that meeting does not need to happen this week. Like it's two or three hours or I'm getting on a train to do that. And that means this and I don't need to do that. So I've started to actively look at my diary to just take out maybe one or two things each week. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection. The lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. That aren't urgent, aren't going to really 
deliver anything of benefit to anybody. They're just sometimes I think I, being a yes person, do things for doing sake, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So, um, so that's the that's the balance balance one. It's about prioritizing and making space for the right things. That I guess saying no, and just being a bit more in control of things. I like it. Um, okay, so number four. Um, so again, I don't know if this counts as one, but I I had a, like I had to think about it and I made some notes when I knew I was going to be on the podcast. Um, so for me. A feel good habit has been redefining what what I see as success and the meaning of success for me. Don't know if that makes sense. Yep. It does. So for me, for lots of people, success is definitely tied into career, and it def- there definitely is an element of that for me. Um, and you know, salary, and you know, some people like to have nice things, and I'm not knocking that, and I, you know, definitely like that is you know that's important to lots of people I get that but the way the way I I don't pigeonhole it hold it to just my career anymore and I think that was um I think for me success can have lots of different forms now and my partner and I we went through um a lot of fertility treatment and actually worked really bloody hard to, to have our family and it was what I saw through those eyes um and seeing what you know what I deemed as a successful life because of my wants and needs made me think actually I've been working my absolute socks off thinking that this was what I wanted but actually all I actually wanted was why and so I think going through that experience just changed my outlook a little bit really on um and I just I think I see this more in people like I get I take a lot of like happiness when like for example I'll try and think of some examples but um my friend moved house and now she's got loads of animals in her back garden like that she looks after and like that was her dream and it makes her really happy and it's like what a great like you know that's such a lovely thing and another friend or actually a family member of mine like left his day job because he wanted to pursue um a career as like a rock a rock um in a rock band and he did it and it's actually made him really happy. So I like, I think, okay, yeah, that's, that's, you know, that's what success looks like to me or like a friend you know, traveling the world. You know, you look at that and think, God, you create this amazing space and save really hard to be able to do that. Like that to me is, I guess, a form of success. And I'm trying to think of any more, but like a friend of mine, she takes um, every other Friday off and just does whatever she wants. Like actually has, you know, having control of your own, time and being having freedom I think for me is success and there's there's lots of different forms of success I guess to me it's tied into like lifestyle and dreams and happiness rather than just you know what your job title is or you know you know what you're earning and that kind of thing so I think I guess so the last three that I said kind of all tying together but I feel like these other people who are like making big changes I think you've got it sussed like I feel like they're successful to me, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think the person who decides to just completely dump what they're doing in their 40s or 50s and pursue a dream, that to me is just so freaking inspirational because you are so far down the conveyor belt of a certain path that to actually stop and say that that isn't my dream, that was my dream 30 years ago or 20 years ago, that is so brave. 
I, yeah, I, I, I have so much admiration. Same, like it takes a massive pair of balls. And then if you see people on the other side of that, like, I mean, are they, I mean, they're going to be a million times, they were a million times happier and they're excited about what they're doing. And so for me, success is whatever you deem as making you happy rather than what you think you should be doing or where you think you should be going or what society tells you that you should be doing. Um, I think, you know, there's a lot of norms that I'm sure, you know, I don't agree with, I'm sure a lot of people don't agree with, but that's that's one of them. Mm, 100%. And I, I've just finished reading a book actually by Sarah Wilson and it's really got me thinking about how one consumes and definitely it's made me interrogate my own consumption. And I remember when I first left university being in a car with my mates and my mate Kate saying, something like what what do you want and I remember saying this I can't believe I'm going to say this I said I just want to go on to a shopping website and not have to sort by from low to high price wise <laughs> like that was my goal and then you just sort of realize how capitalist and consumerist that is and how actually that's so ugly and I mean I was young so I'm not going to yeah with myself <laughs> Goals and I, you know, I, yeah, and I was right when I was writing this, I tried to think really hard about like kind of me in my, I guess a lot of this is me in my 20s or late 20s versus me in my th- late 30s now. And it's, yeah, it's, you know, it's transformation. It's, it's, it's actually been, it's actually been really great to like write some of these things down and yeah, have a, have a real think about them. But um, so number five is probably like a bit of a, a one of the left field ones. Okay. Um, I'm not sure it might it might not be on anyone else's list I'm not sure but so I I realized when I was thinking about this that I actively try and bring Ibiza into my life in any like each week if I think about it so this might sound a bit odd but we've been met my friends and I and family and lots of people have gone on various holidays there over the last like 15 years and there's been you know weddings and lots of other special like memories made it's like it's a really special place to me and to our family and friends but I, I really feel like Ibiza's got this special energy and I say it when I land there not the big clubby side I mean I'm sure that that is really fun but more it's so calm and it's so positive and it's really spiritual and it's just got some you know beautiful beautiful places so I think it's got a special vibe and then when I was thinking I realized that what do I do week in, week out? Well, I have an Ibiza playlist. I um, I talk about Ibiza with like my friends and family all the time. Um, and I feel like the, the playlist, the Ibiza playlist comes into the days when I'm not having such a good day. Right. That's what I realised that I hadn't really thought about before. So I think it's about like music can really take me over. And I'm sure this is something that lots of people have mentioned, but like um I think yeah music and dancing really can it can change my mood it can help me to be creative it makes me happy and there's nothing that makes me happier more than that I'd be the playlist that I've just made over over the years so same goes for dancing like some days we'll put it on if I'm having like you know a stressful day and I'm in the kitchen I'll just put it on 15 minutes have a dance and you know all the usual stuff like my mood my mood changed so I thought about like what I've been doing during the lockdowns to keep us happy. And I realised that we've been creating our own little Ibethas in our living rooms via like little live streams from our friends who are DJs. And we've been having like Ibiza themed birthday parties where we dress in a nice outfit and pretend we were going to a certain place and we about that certain place. 
so I do, yeah I just felt like that was a feel-good habit is bringing like the Ibiza spirit and that happiness and that feeling of Ibiza into life whenever you can and I think my mum definitely helps my mum's definitely got a young energy and she's constantly sending me like little links to places where we can go when we're allowed to go to Ibiza and she sends me little like songs and things um you know that she thinks oh gosh you know this reminds me of Ibiza so I feel like it's definitely just entwined into into like you know making us feel good on a on a weekly basis so yeah that's a bit of an odd one but no I love it and I was chatting I was saying to Caroline Hirons the other day she made me a playlist Oh, well, I mean, oh. she, she made a playlist that she sent to me, I should say, which is like White Snake Foreigner and people, because we were going to go and see them in Hyde Park before lockdown happened. And I was listening to it all day and I messaged her saying, I've just had one of the most productive days I've had in about three weeks. And I don't think there's any, I don't think it's any coincidence that I put your playlist on. But equally, some days if I'm feeling really agitated, it'll be, and I'll, I'll bring music in, for example, like you bring Ibiza in, but I'll just bring what's going to mellow me out. And sometimes I will put my noise cancelling headphones on and I will play white noise. Ah, oh, that's interesting. And, and it just, or a binaural beat so that I'm like on a frequency and it just absolutely takes me out off that sort of, if I'm on the proverbial ledge, shall we say, it just brings yeah. me back, which is really helpful. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And I definitely don't think it's a coincidence that you felt that way. And like, even if I've got like a little, I love step exercise and I've got a little step. And I think I'm just thinking about this now is every time I get my step out in the garden, that step aerobic thing, even if it's just 10 minutes, I always put the IB for music on. Just, yeah, or even, you know, even looking, yeah, that all of those things. So yeah, that's that's probably my fifth and maybe most out there one. Yeah, but probably sounds like a really important one, actually. Sounds like I know, I can... Sorry, yeah, no, I was going to say, so no, I think the dancing and the exercising to music one is probably a real, like, reoccurring theme through lots of people's feel-good habits, maybe, mm. but it works. Yeah, movement has definitely been, like, walking, and I think particularly, I think with lockdown as well, I think lots more people have embraced walking rather than rushing everywhere. And again, in that book that Sarah Wilson's just written, she says, people will drive to a gym to go and sit on a stationary bike for an hour, and then they will drive home. Like, that's let's wild. talk about how mon- how bonkers that is and yeah. I think a lot of people because things have been closed and you've kind of had to your resources have been limited I, I could definitely say that a lot of people have said walking or my friends have said I never used to walk because I feel like I needed to be walking somewhere not that I could just go for a nice walk and walk for half an hour and then walk back for half an hour and I think um, a lot of people have found that really really nourishing and really helpful yeah a hundred percent like that daily walk and then I, I also found somewhere that I just found really peaceful so I would just go and sit on a bench by a particular tree where there was some ducks just for half an hour every day especially that first lockdown when the weather was good but you weren't allowed to see literally mm. anyone and I think that yeah that was that was that was really important in terms of in terms of daily routine but no I can I completely agree with I had the same conversation you know your gym comment about driving to the gym so we've actually brought like we've brought an exercise bike for 20 pound and I've got like the step in the garage now so we're trying to we, we think we agree I agree that it's bonkers so we're trying to not do that anymore yeah I've got a yoga mat and I have enough space in my living room to have the yoga mat and I have a couple of kettlebells and some dumbbells and I've exercised the whole time from home I'm not saying that gyms don't have their place and they're not amazing and we should definitely support our local gyms yeah uh, but I just it's it is incredible what you can do when your resources are limited and you don't have much space but 
with a little bit of kit, you can achieve a lot. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Oh, thanks. It's nice to talk to you. Oh, thank you so much for sharing those listeners. The links to Faye, uh, Beauty Bulb and uh, anything that we talked about, maybe that Ibiza playlist uh, will be in the show notes. But uh, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks.